Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, incredibly bright people for watching this podcast. Guess who this is? No. No. Yeah, it's Yakko Warner. Oh, could it be Pinky? Or it might even be Carl finishing my croissant. Or it might be Raphael with a hot bunch of marshmallow tuna fish and Doritos pizza. Or even Donatello trying to figure out how my Apple Watch works. The main thing we all have in common is that we are pretty smart, just like you. Because we watch and listen to the Canned Air Podcast. And one more thing. Nerve! And welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley, and I uh, know, I know, I know, you weren't expecting an episode this week. I told you guys there would be no episode this week, that I was going to be on vacation, that we were all going to be on vacation. Uh, but you know what? Circumstances have arise that uh, made it so we are recording this week. I'm not joined by Jack or Randy this week, but instead I am joined by someone who's been on the show before and ever since he's been on the show has been mentioned damn near every episode since, I believe. We welcome artist Joshua Bellis to the show. Josh, thanks for being here, man. Thanks, bud. And my evil plan. It's all <laughs> coming to fruition. It came together right before our eyes. Uh-huh. So what we're going to do is, I guess what I would typically call a burner episode, something we just would kind of normally keep in the wings for the next time we uh, have a cancellation or can't get together to record, something we can put up, but we're just going to give it out to you right now. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, want to show some support, head over to CannedAirPodcast.com. A few different ways you can support us. First, the merch tab that have shirts, mugs, hats, hoodies. The list some goes on. really good artwork on those shirts. Damn good artwork. Who, who did that artwork, Josh? I don't know, but they're brilliant. No, let's not be modest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll stay modest, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a link to our Patreon page, where for 5 to $10 a month, get you access to hours upon hours of entertainment that's just been building for three years, people. You couldn't listen to it all in a month if you tried to do that. Like, I'm going to put down $5 and devour everything that month. No, it wouldn't happen. Well, maybe it could. If you it were takes dedicated. you about two and a half months, just two and speaking a half from months. experience. So $15, I guess, is, is <laughs> if what you, you... If you want to know life it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So a few different ways there you can support us and if you don't have the financial means to support us leave us a review on your podcast player of choice because that truly does help quite a bit and also don't forget about uh, the wonderful network that hosts us the evergreen podcast network so uh, very proud to be a part of that network with many other great shows so check them out at evergreenpodcast.com and i think bills are paid so let's just jump right into it why are we recording this week when i said we wouldn't be well for the past how long has it been josh for the past what three two to three months we have been putting together yeah. this studio space it's it's been in the works since mm-hmm. 
October of last year. Has it been October? I think it's when it was first brought up. And then, of course, like all great things, uh, it went through all the different stages. We talked about it. We planned on it. Finally, it's happened. Yeah. It's almost a completely operational battle station. Uh, Yeah, I would say. We found a few little uh, hiccup things we have to... We need new headphones. We seems like we might have a bum cord already, but mm-hmm. you know you're going to come across this shit as you're uh, putting together a new studio. So whatever. So far, so good. I mean, it, this is our maiden recording right here. Yeah, right? In, in a new studio. Right. Uh, it's it's pretty great. A dedicated space that's not a spare bedroom, which can be awesome. Spare bedrooms <laughs> go a long way, but this is like a step above, and it feels. Feels pretty legit, feels doesn't fancy. it? There's I foam, feel fancy. foam on the doors, uh, across the top uh, corners of the ceilings mm-hmm. and walls. There, it's gonna be even more insulated. We got a sketchy, need to be cleaned futon. Yes, for late nights. Questionable stains on that futon. <laughs> I, applesauce. I, we'll stick with applesauce. It's be applesauce. I hope it's applesauce. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> if not, then I don't know what. But. Anyway, so we're, uh, yeah, we're just trying out this studio space here today, and we uh, we hope this recording turns out good. The tests we did beforehand mm-hmm. seem to be coming through pretty good, right? Yes. Sounds so, good. all right, well, let's just get right to it, Josh. Uh, with no real big agenda this week, you said you had uh, something planned, something you wanted to lay out before me here and uh, see how oh, yes. see how we play with it, I guess. I've been, well, last night I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today, and I was cooking up this idea because I've been playing around like everyone, not everyone, a lot of people have been playing around with uh, AI, AI mm-hmm. art, did some recent pieces for you guys. You've been playing around, come I've been on. playing around, it's fun. <laughs> I didn't want to give, I didn't want to put that on everybody. A lot of people have been enjoying it, and ChatGPT being a really popular one, and this is no original idea at this point. I've been seeing people have a lot of fun and success with this, but I've asked ChatGPT to write some scenes between characters that normally would not interact. And we're talking like movie characters, cartoon characters, a lot of properties that wouldn't normally mesh, but I think are really funny. And I've kind of tailored it to our own particular voices. Oh, okay. Because these are characters. Instead of just reading Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, hey, what's up? I'm Arnold. You come in. Hey, it's me, Arnold. So we're going to have a little bit of fun (laughs) with the voices. And I've picked specific characters that I know you can do and that I know I can do. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's let's hear it. I'm rusty on any of the characters I I could have done. We'll see. Easy. We'll see. And I think the jankiness is going to come out and it's going to make it even more fun. So zero pressure. Okay, so this first one, what are, what are, what are the uh, okay, IPs so we're crossing? The first story takes place in the Die Hard universe. And so it's a short little story, a fun little romp, <laughs> featuring the fantastic characters Shaggy Rogers and Mr. Burns Ooh. from The Simpsons. Is Rogers Shaggy's last name? As far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, that's his last name. Shaggy I have Rogers. never known Shaggy's last name. It's Rogers. I think I knew that because of the live action movies, which I've seen. Okay. A couple times, because that was like part of my childhood. But yeah, this was fun. I'll volunteer to read the narration for this one. Okay. And you can handle, you'll get the yellow highlights, and I'll get the blue highlights. Okay. And I am reading... You're reading Mr. Burns. In the voice of Mr. Burns. In the voice of Mr. Burns. Okay. Absolutely. All right. And also, it gave me a number of name suggestions for this story, including Scooby-Doo, Die Hardly. Shaggy's Last Stand, <laughs> The Springfield Heist, Nakatomi Mystery, A Scooby-Doo Crossover, The Meddling Detective versus The Corporate Criminal, and The Great Nakatomi Plaza Scare-Off. Those so, are some titles now. I, pick your favorite out of those, but I, I like uh, either Shaggy's Last Stand or Scooby-Doo Die Hardly. I, I, I was gravitating funny. toward Die Hardly. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a good one. Okay. 
So, our story begins. Shaggy was sweating as he crept through the Nakatomi Plaza. He was on his own, but he knew he had to save the hostages from Mr. Burns and his gang of thieves. Suddenly, he heard Mr. Burns' voice echoed through the building. Attention, employees of Nakatomi Plaza. This is your boss, Mr. Burns. Due to the Nakatomi Corporation's legacy of greed around the world, I have taken control of the building. Now, let's see what kind of severance package you have for me. Shaggy took a deep breath and prepared to face Mr. Burns. As he entered the room, he saw Mr. Burns holding a detonator and standing over the hostages. Welcome, my young friend. I see you've decided to play Scooby-Doo and come to spoil my fun. Shaggy replied, Mike, I'm not here to play games, Burns. I'm here to stop you and your gang. <laughs> stop me? You? That's rich, my boy. You couldn't stop a paper bag from flying away in the wind. Shaggy ignored Burns' taunts and started to slowly approach him. Let the hostages go, Burns, he said firmly. You don't have to do this. Uh, oh, but I do, my boy. I'm tired of being second fiddle to all the other billionaires out there. I want my time in the sun, and I won't let anyone get in my way. Shaggy was getting closer and closer, his eyes fixed on Burns' hands holding the detonator. Like, I won't let you hurt these people, Burns, he said, and I won't let you get away with this. Suddenly, Burns pressed the button on the detonator, but nothing happened. Shaggy had quietly disconnected the wires while Burns was talking. Oops, said Burns, looking at the detonator. Looks like I'll need to get a new battery. Shaggy took advantage of the distraction and lunged at Burns, tackling him to the ground. As they grappled, Burns screamed, Release me, you meddling hippie! You haven't heard the last of me! But Shaggy had the upper hand. He quickly tied up Burns and his gang and set the hostages free. As the police arrived to take the criminals away, Shaggy turned to the hostages and said, Looks like this party's over, folks. And Burns, I have a message for you. Zoinks! You're under arrest! <laughs> Pure nice, yeah. Nice. And and again, this was written by AI. All written by AI. Uh, like verbatim. You didn't like verbatim. This one is absolutely AI. Uh, a couple of the other ones, I did have to tweak a little bit. Okay. In terms of grammar, it tripped up a little bit because I'm using the free version. I feel like there's not as many brain cells given to the free Chat GPT, so you gotta <laughs> rein it in a little bit, make it make sense. But, okay. But gotcha. the bulk of it, this one, this one is 100%. The bulk of the other ones are also. Okay. From the mind of AI. But I just, Man. it realized, because I gave it Die Hard as a prompt. I asked it to rewrite the famous climactic scene from the movie Die Hard featuring Shaggy Rogers from Scooby-Doo and Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. And it took it from there. It knew that Shaggy needed to be John McClane, and it knew that Mr. Burns was going to be bad, so it made him uh, Hans Gruber. <laughs> I was kind of hoping for, like, the dangling from the rooftop scene, but it was like, nah, there's hostages and a detonator is right. close enough, so. Though that would be interesting, too. And with a little more poking and prodding, we could probably get it to do that, but at that point, you might as well just write it yourself. But AI lays so, a golden egg. How about that? It's just so entertaining to see what it comes up with. All right, all right. Well, what's the next one? What do we got next? The next one is titled The Arnold Identity. Uh, play on the born identity. I think. Oh, okay. I think that's what it gets. That's what it was going for. Uh, but this story is about Arnold Schwarzenegger having been cloned, and that clone has turned evil, and <laughs> they are both being held at gunpoint by a comic book guy from The Simpsons. Okay, am I being comic book guy? Yep. Spoiler: okay. You're also gonna have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I'm gonna wow. be good Arnold. You're gonna be bad Arnold. Oh, okay. And you're also going to get to be comic book guy. Okay, I need to think about my comic book guy. Worst episode ever. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that was it. All right. 
Which one is it? Ooh, which one is the imposter? See, this is, uh, let me, let me try to get this again. <laughs> let me try to get this again. Worst episode ever. Which one is it? Which one of you is the imposter? I can't do this. That's pretty good. <laughs> we could change it to a different character. Ah, oh, man. On the fly. I mean, because it's, you know. I don't know who else I do. Who's another vaguely nerdy character? Or uh... I'm, I can do Kermit the Frog. Sure. Heck yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll change that to Kermit. All right. So we've had a slight recasting. Upon further <laughs> review, we've decided to change a comic book guy with Kermit. So we fade in on the interior of an abandoned warehouse at night. Arnold Schwarzenegger and his evil clone are tied up and held at gunpoint by Kermit the Frog. The two Arnolds are sweating profusely as Kermit paces back and forth trying to determine which one is the real Arnold. Uh, which one is it? Uh, which one is the imposter? Please, you have to believe me. I'm the real Arnold. No, I'm the real Arnold. He's lying. Enough. I'll determine who's telling the truth here. I'll quiz you both on famous Schwarzenegger movies. The imposter won't know the answers. Real Arnold and Clone Arnold look at each other nervously as Kermit pulls out a stack of movie trivia cards. <laughs> First question. In the movie Predator, what is Arnold's character's name? Real Arnold answers immediately. Dutch. It's Dutch. Actually, it's Major Alan Dutch Schaefer. Is that, is that? Apparently. Okay. Says Kermit. <laughs> Actually, it's Major Alan Dutch Schaefer. You were close, but not quite right. Clone Arnold smirks at real Arnold, confident he will be able to answer the next question correctly. Next question. In the movie Total Recall, what is the name of the company that sells the memory implants? Clone Arnold answers confidently. Recall. That is correct. Real Arnold looks crestfallen, but he knows he can't give up now. Wait, I have a question for you. Kermit looks surprised. What? <laughs> but he agrees to play along. In the movie Terminator 2, what is the name of the scientist who creates Skynet? Could it be uh, Miles Dyson? Real Arnold smiles triumphantly. You see, I knew the answer to that one. I'm the real Arnold. I'm not so sure. The imposter could have studied up on the trivia before we got here. Clone Arnold starts to laugh. <laughs> you fools, it doesn't matter which one of us is the real Arnold. Soon, I will escape and continue my evil plans. Kermit turns his gun on Clone Arnold, but before he can pull the trigger, real Arnold breaks free from his restraints and tackles Clone Arnold. The two Arnolds fight ferociously with Kermit watching in shock. Oh, well, how do you like that? Look at him go. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you were giving me the strength to carry on, Kermit. Thank you. <laughs> As real Arnold and clone Arnold lock eyes, they both know that only one of them can come out on top. They charge towards each other, arms outstretched, ready to engage in a battle of epic proportions. The two Arnolds collide in the center of the room, sending a shockwave that rattles the windows. They exchange a series of over-the-top punches and kicks, each one accompanied by a loud whooshing sound effect. Clone Arnold jumps into the air, executing a triple backflip before landing a powerful roundhouse kick on real Arnold. Real Arnold staggers back, but quickly regains his footing and retaliates with a flying sidekick that sends Clone Arnold flying across the room. Clone Arnold gets up and charges back towards Real Arnold, who is now wielding a giant foam rubber mallet. He swings the mallet with all his bite, but Clone Arnold dodges each blow with ease. Piece of cake. <laughs> well, look at him go. Suddenly, Clone Arnold whips out a comically oversized frying pan and smacks Real Arnold in the face with it. Real Arnold reels back dizzy and disoriented. 
And just when it seems like all hope is lost, real Arnold reaches deep within himself and summons his ultimate power. He winds up and delivers a devastating punch that connects with Clone Arnold's face. In a flash of light, Clone Arnold's head explodes into a shower of confetti and glitter, while real Arnold strikes a triumphant pose, his hair blowing dramatically in the wind. Kermit looks on in awe, realizing he has just witnessed a battle for the ages. Real Arnold approaches him with a smirk. Thanks for believing in me, Kermit. Hey, uh, no, uh, no problem there, Arnold. I always knew you were the real deal. The two of them exchange a cheesy high five as the camera pans out to reveal the wreckage of a warehouse around them. Fade out to credits. Yay! <laughs> Victory! <laughs> nice. The level of detail... I did prompt it a little bit for some extra detail in the fight, and it just went nuts. But but you never sat down and, like, started typing these lines. No. This was just, you just were I giving said, the ideas to the AI. I said, I gave it the prompt. I was like, give me a story about two Arnolds, one evil, one good, and Kermit the Frog has them at gunpoint. Because why the fuck not? Because he's, he's trying to figure out who's the right, who's the real one. Yeah. And I was like, uh, can you elaborate on the fight? Because it was like, they wrestle, they fight, and they get free. Fair like, enough. I was like, now tell me more. I'm like, okay, I'll tell you more. There's a flying <laughs> jump Challenge kick involved. accepted. Exactly. And this last one. All right. I think you might like this one. Inglorious Turtles. Why is Turtles spelled with a E instead of a U? Why would Inglorious be in front of it? What other famous film has Inglorious in the title? Bastards. Oh, wait. So Inglorious Turtles instead of Bastards... Because Bastards has an E-R-D-S. Oh. Oh. Oh, 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 yeah, it's clever. It's clever. <laughs> this is where you laugh and are like, oh, Josh, that was really clever. Good job. I had to Bravo. that title. Bravo. AI did not come up with that title. It's, it can't, it's not that clever. Okay. But this is what you might expect it to be. It's uh, Inglorious Bastards. A scene from a, a fictional Inglorious Bastards, whatever AI thinks that movie is, <laughs> but featuring the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles instead of the American Soldiers. Okay. I guess they are American. So the turtles are are are, uh, are Brad Pitt's crew. Yeah, they're okay. the bastards. Okay, awesome. The turtles. <laughs> the inglorious. I turtles. like the way this is going. So of course we got the turtles. Got to decide who's going to do what. I did. I didn't decide that one. And then um, we got the shredder. I'll I'll be shredder. Okay. Because he has to speak with a German accent. I can be. <laughs> I, have, uh, I can be Leo and Mikey. How about that? All right, on. I'll be Raphael and Donatello. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo, are standing in front of a small farmhouse. They are dressed in World War II-era American military uniforms, their trademark bandanas tied around their heads. All right, guys, we're looking for Nazis. Keep your eyes open. Oh, sure, because it's not like there's a war going on or anything. Uh, guys, guys, focus. We have a mission here. Can we at least grab some pizza first? Suddenly, a group of ninjas, all dressed in black, appear from behind a nearby hill. They are members of the Foot Clan, led by a fierce-looking German officer, the Shredder. Show these American amphibians the true power of the Foot Clan! Attack! The two groups charge towards each other, clashing in the middle. The turtles use their ninja skills to fight off the Foot Clan, while the Shredder shows off his own impressive fighting abilities. Don't hold back, guys! These guys aren't playing around! As the fight rages on, the Turtles and the Foot Clan take turns, gaining the upper hand. But just as it seems that the Turtles are about to emerge victorious, the Shredder pulls out a secret weapon. A giant robot with Nazi swastika on its chest. What the hell is that thing? No, no, no. <laughs> You're right. I didn't even notice that. 
What the shell is that thing? There it is. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I got this. Raphael pulls out a pair of scythes and charges the robot. He jumps onto the robot's back and starts climbing up it. Yo, Donnie, dude. Is he seriously trying to take on a giant robot by himself? I think he's got a plan. Sure enough, Raphael reaches the top of the robot and starts punching away at its exposed wires and circuits. The robot starts to malfunction, and the Shredder is forced to retreat. Retreat! We will not let these turtles have the satisfaction of defeating us! Remember this day, for it is the day you face the wrath of the Shredder and live to tell the tale! But mark my words, our vengeance will be swift and terrible. We will not rest until we have crushed our enemies beneath our feet and claimed our rightful places on the masters of this world! <laughs> Says German Shredder. <laughs> totally German. As the Foot Clan disappears into the distance, the turtles high-five each other. That was totally gnarly! Good work, guys, but we still got a war to win. The turtles turn and march off into the distance, ready for whatever challenges come their way. Heroes in a half-shell, turtle power. Killing Nazis in France. <laughs> turtle power. <laughs> I gotta say, your Shredder was bleeding a little bit of Arnie through there. Yeah. A little it bit. Probably was. Kind of liked it. Austrian, German, uh, Austrian. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know, this moments like these. I wish I was an animator because to bring these to life, to make <laughs> make these into little short cartoons, would be a hell of a lot of fun. If you give it long enough, AI is going to get to the point where it can do animations, and it's already kind of trying that. You can do an AI video, but it's really janky. It's. Really uh. janky. All the work required to make it look good is... I don't know, so though. I mean, I'd want to have complete control over something I was animating. Yeah. I, I've seen how AI makes a dude with a mullet, and I don't, I don't know if I'd <laughs> trust that AI with a cartoon. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like the, the future of a realistic AI to be used is like you give a prompt like this crazy scenario to AI, mm -hmm. and then it spits out this story. And you can take this story and then maybe just take pieces here or there, reform it into something reasonable, Sure. You know, use it as bones. This AI shit's getting scary, though. A little bit. I mean, it's fun to yes. fuck around with, but um, thinking about tomorrow, like, uh, I mean, just sitting here, it's, it's written these stories for you. It'll do mm -hmm. artwork for you. Um, Justice told me today that he uh, asked it to write a code for him, a computer yes. code, and it successfully did. Yeah. That's scary. Because you got to think it knows what's on the internet. And there are so many courses... How about writing code? They're all just written out. I mean, as soon as it understands a language model, it can interpret, interpolate all of that, uh, all those instructions into actual... Instantaneously, too. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Don't you think we're going down the road to uh, Terminator yes. here? Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's going to be bad. Yeah, except these Terminators will just paint us pictures of guys with mullets and... <laughs> write us. <laughs> Remember IP. that time you made me make a, my guy with a mullet? Ha, ha, ha. It was funny, but now you must pay. <laughs> well, that was very cool, man. Yeah, it was fun. <clears throat> you know, just uh, I thought that was, uh, would be a fun activity. And it was. It was very fun. I enjoyed doing those voices. We should do more of those. Yeah. It challenged me, and I was I was actually a little bit kind of happy with my Michelangelo. Yeah. I don't know why. My Leo, too, but more so the Mikey. See, the only reference, I was thinking about this, like, because I don't really know what they sound like. I mean, I, I've seen the live action movies, so that's my oh, reference for I was going off voices. the cartoon. Exactly. So I, I've never, well, let me, You've let, never let, seen let, the cartoon? Let, let me roll that back. I watched some Turtles cartoons when it was on, like, uh, Saturday Morning Kids on, like, Fox or whatever. Uh, that was probably the newer. 
or the one that came out in like 2002, 2003. Yes, around, around that era. Yeah. That was a good little show, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going off the OG one. OG, original OG. gangsta. Yeah. I'm thinking about Raphael in the movies. and he, He's got this weird uh, Brooklyn accent or something. Yeah. I mean, come on. How you guys expect to beat me? <laughs> yeah, they, see, yeah. Good answer. Go. Good answer. I need to have, yeah, you just need to do all the turtle voices. I don't you, know you've about got that. Down. Well, you've got them, you got them down. With Donnie, you just, <clears throat> well, I can't even do it. You just have to kind of try to sound like Corey Feldman because he doesn't even really try to be anything but Gosh. Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah, he is just Corey Feldman. When he popped, because yeah. when I saw him in the, uh, when the credits for one of those movies, I'm like, wait, he was... What? I, somehow yeah. I didn't even realize it. And then I watched back and or went back and watched some <clears> of the <throat> scenes. And there he is. You hear it. Wow. Have you um, seen what Corey Feldman's up to these days? No. It's a sad state of affairs, I'm afraid. You know, he's been in yeah. so many iconic movies. But he, he, he's a musician. Mm. As it tours with a band. I can't go wrong. And he, oh, oh, well, <laughs> one would think not, but one would be wrong. Let me pull up some images really quick here for you to take a peek at. Sure. Um, essentially, he's dressed up just like Michael Jackson. Oh, now okay. That's a choice. It's a choice. Now, Corey Feldman was a good friend with Michael Jackson when he was young. He was one of the Neverland boys, if you We're will. We're not talking about Macaulay Culkin. No. Okay. There, was, there were a lot of them. <sighs> a, sad, a sad fact. Do you believe all that shit, though? <sighs> I would like to not believe it, but I am inclined to believe a large extent of it. I believe he's weird. He was weird as shit. Yeah. Um, but you know, I watched the uh, what was it like Beyond Neverland or mm-hmm. Behind Neverland, which I haven't or, seen. So well, from what I heard, it's pretty damning. But it's only from the perspective of the accusers. And then I, there's a video on YouTube that debunks the whole thing. They play sections oh. of it and then say, this is fucked. They say it happened at this time. If you look here, here, they show all the court records, everything that was actually said in the courtroom. Like, it debunks a lot of it, if not mm-hmm. all of it. What it seemed to me was that there were these kids and their parents who saw a start to fame by being Michael Jackson's friend. And when he sure. wasn't giving them the attention they wanted... They started making accusations. Because, like, the, the one kid, I think he, like, had bought the family. Michael Jackson had bought their family a house in L.A., like, had them move out there and stuff. Dang. Yeah, like, was taking care of them. But then when that started to dry up a little bit, they felt entitled. And, like, okay, well, we're going to. Hmm. Now, again, does, I'm not saying the guy was innocent. No. Just based on, I've, I've watched a lot about on both sides of it. The it truth of it seem... is probably that it involves both. Is what I would imagine. I mean, it, I, I love his music. Of course. I'm never going to stop listening to Michael Jackson music. Of course. And I have my sister-in-law, who has Down syndrome, loves Michael Jackson. It's like she will listen to his music on repeat nonstop. And it's like such a pure love of like art. Because she doesn't know. She thinks he's still alive because she doesn't I see. need to know that. And we haven't right. told her that. So, yeah, she, she loves it. She saw a Michael Jackson impersonator recently at a concert. Oh. Like it was like a whole Michael Jackson revival. They played, they played all his hits, and she got to meet the performer, and she thought that she had met Michael Jackson. Oh, really? But it's like the best case scenario because this guy is just some performer 
Who didn't diddle kids? Did not <laughs> definitively, definitely did not do that. And he can do everything Michael Jackson can do. Well, he can offer a convincing performance. So that's like the best way to experience it, I feel like. So I don't know. I want I want to believe they didn't do it, but uh, there's some fucked up people in the world. And uh, there, um, again, no doubt that he wasn't, he didn't have his problems. He definitely had his problems. Mm-hmm. He definitely shouldn't have been having kids over for sleepover. But I, I, I don't, I don't think so. But I, also I just believe think that there's a lot like, of people who wanted a chunk of yeah, him, you know? and he seemed like a very childlike individual, so yeah. that hurt him in many ways. Yeah. But. Let's go play. <laughs> Let's go be free. Have you seen my wishing tree, Shimona? <laughs> I love the edits, though, where they'll take his, his vocals, specifically one where they do uh, the openings, well, the, one of the fight scenes from the first John Wick movie, and they replace all the gunshots with, he, he, ow! <laughs> It just like every gunshot is a Michael Jackson sound vocal yeah. uh, onomatopoeia or whatever. And it's, that it's, would it's be so funny. funny. It's very funny. Um, okay, uh, but getting back to Corey Feldman <laughs> here, there's one picture of him that's not very what? convincing. That looks like Michael Jackson. How about that one? Uh, yeah, that I mean, seeing that does ring some bells. The last thing that I saw him, like the most recent. Thing that he had done that I'd seen him in was one of the Lost Boys movies, like one of the later ones. Okay. Ah, that is him. That's... No, this is current. Wow. This is all current stuff. And after talking uh, with Brooke about it, she goes, you know why he's dressing like that? I was like, yeah, to dress like Michael. She's like, no, he's always claimed that Michael got that style from him. Uh. (laughs) I'm like, bro. (laughs) Well, just because he's dead doesn't mean you can take it. Uh, Well, apparently it does. Well. Because these pictures are pretty damning. And when you listen to the music, it is bad. Not that that you would ever think that it was good. Not that you would ever think Corey Feldman a songsmith of any kind, but... Um, I, I watched one of the videos. I was watching some podcasts, like watch the music video and be like, yeah. what the fuck is this? I can't, I can't even like, I don't even have an example. You just have to look it up. And I don't even really think it matters which Corey Feldman song you look up. You know, they're equally bad. I'm sorry, Corey. Should you be listening? I can't imagine you are. But if you were, I'm sorry. But the truth hurts, my friend. I'll, I'll throw a compliment. Uh, congrats on the hustle for getting up there and starting another career. I mean, you- yeah. Pivot from acting to music. That's true. If I had gone through half the things he had gone through, I don't think I would even want to be in the limelight. I think I would just be like, all right, I'm going to crawl out of my rock and play Fallout forever. True. Maybe it's just a money thing. Maybe he has to do something. Yeah. You know, other, it's either that or be checking yeah. people out at Lowe's, you know? Uh, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, when you're faced with that reality, the choices you got to make. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be the case. It seems like he genuinely wants to be on that No, stage. no, we're being generous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep watching. Personally, I'm just going to keep watching Lost Boys and appreciate his performance in that and watch the Goonies. And, Goonies. Uh, Stand By Me. Stand By Me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Absolutely. What else? Think about the good things. Positive I feel like there's yeah, some what, other oh, obvious other things, I'm sure. Uh, Corey Feldman movies that I'm not for or not thinking of. Because he did. I mean, he did more than just the one voice. I'm sure he did voices and other things. Said he was in Gremlins, The Burbs. Oh, oh The Burbs. Yes. Uh, what else? Yeah. He, oh, Friday a, the 13th. Duh. Which I haven't seen. The final chapter. It, yeah, it's, I can't remember which one, but what was it? At the end of the movie, he like tries to make his uh, image resemble that of Jason, so he like, shaves his head, and it's obviously like oh. this horribly like 
I've heard about that. skull cap thing. He's like an imitator. Yeah, like, kind of. Uh, I don't know. It's his... been so long. Yeah. But damn, I wish I could pull up. Actually, I am going to pull up one of these uh, songs. Just play a quick oh. snippet of it. Because you got to hear some of this shit. It's bad. Let's hear it. Let's see. What do we got? Corey Feldman's Comeback King featuring Curtis Young. Whoever the mm. fuck that is. Okay. I just want to hear a chorus. I don't want to hear the whole song. And that's him. Oh my God. You can stop it now. <laughs> I've heard enough. <clears throat> I know you want to save it for the ride home. I get it. Uh, what's the other? What's that called again? Uh, the comeback king. Come back, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, come back, yeah. Get that comeback shot king. Down. Okay. Who's doing the comeback? I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I'm the comeback king. Yeah. <sighs> so the, I mean, you can just, hear just the beat behind it. I can forgive weird vocals and strange lyrical choices if the music is really good. But no, no. Even the music behind it. But you know what? He doesn't see it that way. He's having the time of his life. Good for him. Good for him. Ignorance is bliss, I guess. If he can make it work, I will not I mean, the dude's someone, touring. some enjoyment. He's touring, and I can't imagine he's, he's doing it at his own expense. I think it's, it's just the ticket sales of like, I think what sells those tickets are like, dude, we got to go see this shit. If, if, it, <laughs> if he was playing here in Columbus, and you yeah. could get tickets for like 20 bucks a piece. They would have to be 20 or less. But who knows these days, man? Yeah. I've seen people throw money at stupider shit. So yeah. <laughs> me being one of them. I don't know. I, I, I might have to, uh, just to... Just to see. To say you say you were there. It would be a concert I'd buy a ticket to knowing that I'm not staying for the whole thing. You know, like, okay, there's only so sure. much of this I'm going to be able to stomach. Uh, not going to buy a t-shirt? Commemorative yeah, mug? No. Other other actors with bands. What about Kevin Bacon, the Bacon Brothers? I think mm, I don't know about that. Uh, you, did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? No, no, I did not. They they were in that. They played in that. Is, he's good though. He's got talent. Uh, I mean, more so than Corey Feldman. Okay, I'll say that. Cool. Yes, he is talented. It's just not my style of music, you know. But from what I've heard from the Bacon Brothers, it's 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 good music. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Nothing. King is in a band. No shit. Mm-hmm. That's like his one of his pastimes. It's like old school rock and roll, like rock and roll you would hear at like a diner. Is he like the uh, lead singer and all that? I, he might do a little backup. He doesn't but he make plays a very guitar. pretty front man, does he? No, <laughs> he's the name, and then other guys are the talent. I think is the. But he plays guitar, so that's yeah. he's got some skill. Yeah. How about uh, the Hollywood Vampires, Johnny Depp's band? <clears throat> oh, yeah, they've been around for some time. I think there's other famous people in that band, but I uh, don't know who they are. Does Jared Leto count as a celebrity musician? Is he a musician? Yeah, because he's in 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, that's right. I mm -hmm. forgot about that. But I feel like he's, if he could just stop acting, he could just be a totally fine, total, totally successful musician. Like, one is not dependent on the other. Jared Leto is a musician these days as much as The Rock is a wrestler these yeah. days. Yeah, I believe that. Would but like, you... Uh, 
still consider the rock. I mean, I think rock could still probably <laughs> fuck some people up. Yeah. If considering it, it was a real thing. But. Yeah. I, I would, I just think it's, I would want to know if they picked a career path because it's, it's forked in two different directions. If they picked one or the other, could they totally sustain themselves and be, you know. Well, the rock definitely has. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. the rock keeps putting out those, uh, those cheesy movies. Like what was, was the one called the tooth fairy. And then yeah. Jungle Cruise, and anytime he's in anything mm-hmm. with Kevin Hart, I wish Kevin Hart would fucking disappear <laughs> for a couple years, man. Give us a break, like let us give him catch a break. our breath. What you like, Kevin Hart? No, I'm saying give him a break. Oh, he, he can stop being in movies. He's he's probably tired too. Oh no, no, I, I'm sure. And, and the uh, I've said this before on the show, just how like every not every but a lot of Kevin Hart stuff like has to squeeze the word heart in there mm-hmm. in the title. Some punny. Like the heart of the matter, heart and soul. Oh my gosh! You know that kind of shit. They, I will say uh, they were great in uh, the the new Jumanji movies. I didn't watch that. He and uh, The Rock are both in those, and Jack Black, okay. and Nick Jonas. So it's like that's an uh, <laughs> uh, that's yes. us. But it was good. They were great. At least the first one was. I I saw most of the second one. I didn't fully watch the the second of the new ones. I'll defend I that. I don't know one. what it is about Kevin Hart, and I just think maybe it is just the simple fact that he's just always ever present. You know, a lot mm. of these actors and comedians, they'll come and do a special or two or do a movie and then kind of disappear for a little bit and then show up again, where Kevin Hart's just always there in your face. There's always a new special, always something. And it, I don't know. I just don't find him super funny. He's not unfunny, but he's just not my style of funny, I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is fuck Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing against him until he pulls some bullshit that is unforgivable. Uh, I'm just going to continue to smile. Yeah. Hey, look at old Kevin Hart. He's small. Ha, ha, ha. Still, he uh, pulls a Kanye and starts making anti-Semitic uh, <sighs> yeah. comments right, and stuff. No, let's not even go there, but yes. Uh, you're, you're not You wrong. know what? With, with Kanye West, I hate that he said all that shit because it's fucked up. Yes. But at the same time... Uh-oh. I'm glad the world sees what I've oh. seen all along. <laughs> there we go. Like, oh, finally, the blinders go. are off the fucking but... horse. <laughs> but he has some valid points. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad that everyone knows he's a piece of shit now, yeah. <laughs> I, yes. Because it's it's crazy. Like, when he started, like, he was a self-proclaimed genius. He mm-hmm. said he was a genius, a musical genius. No bones about it. Like, And no one batted an eye. They're like, you know what? You are a fucking genius. I'm like, wait, what? Whoa, whoa, what? If I start going around saying, yo, did you realize <laughs> I'm a genius? I'm Jesus. <laughs> right. I doubt anyone would uh, take me seriously. Yeah. But any, no one batted an eye when Kanye it's, said it's it. It's an expression of like an inner turmoil, uh, like the imbalance. He's, he's, not, he's not there like the rest of us because yeah, just living, he's living a lifestyle that allows for or allowed for that kind of thing to kind of, oh, well, to kind as of many endorsements as he loses, he, oh, he's yeah. always got money. I mean, it's Kanye. He's going to have some money, yeah. I mean, even when he started his like nutty church thing, people were still on board with him. Like, yeah. still like, well, it's church still, of Kanye. It was still like music. The basis was still music, and people could still, you know, divorce the weird from the, the music that. Was pretty good. I liked his music. It was fine. What? I, I wasn't a big fan, but like, did you? Okay, so you, you never thought he was a genius. It was like Kanye comes on the radio. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Until the N word comes up too much, I'm like, well, I can't no. sing to this. <laughs> <laughs> but until the, and he's yeah, a white then, guy driving around singing that doesn't yeah, uh, yeah in the little Kia Kia Soul just 
Okay. You get ashamed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's not that's not my go-to genre anyway, but no. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure does he still do his church thing after the whole anti-Semitic uh I'm sure stuff? he does. He probably does, and I'm sure people still come. The most recent thing I heard from him was that he was not apologizing, but kind of coming out and saying in in support of the Jewish community. Oh well, like too little, how too late, authentic man. is that? Yeah, he pisses the world off and comes forward and says. <laughs> oh, but he found a way to say uh. it in a condescending way. It was like, who could hate Jewish people because Jesus was a Jew? So like, it's all fine. Uh, oh no, that's what it was. He said that he'd recently watched um, Twenty One Jump Street with Jonah Hill, and Jonah Hill made him like Jewish people again because he was just so funny and such a cool guy, and that. Just made him re- rethink his opinions on. Wow. It's like, really? Okay. Torno Jump Street. A great movie. Jonah Hill. Cool guy. Yeah. I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's enough. You're going to have to reach a little deeper. I don't think there is deeper. Or just stop. I don't just, think <laughs> he you, needs to stop, but that's not in his, uh, in his vocabulary either. Right, kind of. There's a rock over there. You can, just, you can just crawl into that now. I just don't think a lot of people... Care and I, I again after all that I bet you there's people still going to his church not because they're there to actually praise Jesus or anything but because they're star fuckers. Simple as that. Those people are there, but then I guarantee there are definitely people who are uh, believing. They're they're drinking the Kool Aid. But there's a million churches. If they're there for that reason, why are they going to church of Kanye? The it's guy, the one that's down the street. It's just so ah, convenient. I Jesus. just I don't. It's just a lot of work to find a new church and. I don't know. It's sick shit. I got the Kanye shit. membership. Uh, <laughs> come on. It's sick shit. It's sick shit. But You get anyway. to hear his album first. Huh? You get to hear his album early in church. Ooh, oh, wow. wow. Praise be Kanye. <laughs> I think we have an episode title. Oh, no. <laughs> no, please no. I don't, I don't want the episode to be about that. All right. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about, ma'am, before we got off here? Uh... Seen any good movies lately? <sighs> well, let me see. Uh, no. I have been in Disney World oh, that's last right. week. You've been living movies lately. I have been living movies lately. Um, let me tell you something I did do. Yeah. The Avatar experience mm, at yes. Animal Kingdom, which there's two different rides. There's one that's just like in a boat because in a water thing that, you know, takes you through the dark tunnels with different animatronics. Welcome to Pandora. Yeah. And I got to be honest, there were like maybe three or four, like, what are those things called? The the Navi. The Navi. The yeah, there was only like three or four of them in there. The, most the one of animatronic it, I saw from on social media that you posted. Was, it was impressive. Don't get me wrong. It's creepily. It was looking. impressive, but there weren't many of them. Most of it was just like trees and like flying jellyfish kind of shit. It was neat. Okay, so the the other thing is riding the big winged things that they fly yes. around on. I can't remember what they're called, but the 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 ride is essentially you get in line, you're going through this scientist lab, and there's all kinds of cool shit in this air quote lab. Is Sigourney Weaver there? No, oh. she's not. That would have been ultra cool. But there's a whole life size. Uh, avatar like in the water tube like kind of oh, twitching yes. and shit and there's all kinds of these different things sitting around moving i i, I don't know there was mm-hmm. one that has like is it mercury or that when you add put a magnet to it like spikes and stuff or there's some element that's similar Magnesium, to mercury graphite 
I don't know. Something, Something like, like that. that. But they had a magnet underneath the table that was dragging on top of that stuff. And it had spikes, and it was moving mm-hmm. around real quick like a slug or something. It looked cool as shit. Wow. Special effects. <laughs> so the, the idea behind the game is, or the ride is that they are going to sync your personality to an avatar that's ah. at, uh, in Pandora. In Pandora. Mm, okay. And so you get on this um, apparatus that's kind of like a motorcycle, you know, you straddle a seat, you put your knees forward into it, and then you have a handlebar in front of you. And then like a guard comes up on your back. So you're strapped into this thing, okay? Mm-hmm. And after the sink, the, the wall goes up in front of you and it's a huge screen, okay? All of a sudden you're on the back of one of these creatures. Now you can feel it breathing between your legs. There's like this big air bladder between your Whoa. legs. It's constantly like expanding and Interesting. deflating. Interesting. So it feels like you're straddling a breathing animal. Okay. And this thing was nauseating. It made me <laughs> sick for that. as shit because it would tilt you way forward and it'd blow, you know, mm-hmm. air in your face while just the most over the top scenarios. It couldn't just be a nice flying th- over, you know, <laughs> occasional things. It was nuts. Like you'd go flying over the ocean, then a whale would jump up at you and you'd just dodge it just to see a tidal wave coming over you. And then you ride through the barrel of the wave and just oh it never stopped being extreme. I had to keep my eyes closed through a good majority of it. I would probably have to be but the same. It was, it was all the same impressive. Very impressive uh, feats of, uh, of ride engineering, I guess. Yeah. But we also did the uh, Soren experience at Epcot, which is um, they strap you into a bunch of chairs, and then this whole apparatus tilts forward and dangles you in front of this huge screen. And it gives the uh, illusion that you're... Uh, like sailing, like like parasailing. Oh, okay. And that didn't do a bunch of jarring stuff. That was just a cool, like, easygoing ride. A nice passive uh, immersive experience. You'd go over Antarctica, and then, like, snow would fly up in your face, and then when the snow settled, you're in Africa, and then San Francisco, all different parts of the world. It was really, really cool. Cool. More my speed, where it wasn't making me sick. But uh, as far as movies, that's that's as close as I've been, as living them. You were reminded of the movie Avatar. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't like the Aggressively movie. reminded of the movie Avatar. <laughs> I didn't care for that movie, really. Um, I loved it when it came out, but I was 13 when it came out or something. The only reason we went to see it is because of the 3D technology. Yeah. Like, that was the first it time they mind. were using that, like, that kind of 3D. And that's, I think, why it got such high ratings. Not because of the how great the movie is, because people's curiosity of this new technology. Oh, yeah. Seeing, and then, the, the, how long did they wait to put out Avatar 2? What, 10 years or something? Maybe? Yeah, at I mean, least. 2011 maybe is when they were the first one came out, or was it 13? I don't remember. I'm not going to look it up. I mean, tomato, tomato, a long fucking time yeah. ago. Yeah, it blew my mind. I was saw in the theater in 3D first and then uh, ended up seeing it again without 3D. First of all, I was definitely nauseous with the new kind of 3D. It just feels like I'm out of focus and I didn't know what yeah. was going on. But mm-hmm. I was like, this is impressive, but I can't really see what's going on. But then I saw it again. I was like, wow, you can actually do this with computers? I didn't realize... We were this far. Yeah. Like, where has this been? Did you see the new one? No. No. I did not. Because I, like you, wasn't blown away by the story, but I liked it. By the time, I didn't have anything to base it off of in terms of, like, what I'd seen before. And now it's like, eh, I've seen other stuff. Yeah. I had my movie awakening. I wasn't watching the same six movies over and over again. I graduated <laughs> past Toy Story. and Hey, um, you know what? I still have those movies that I watch over and over. Oh, yeah. Same. The comfort food, you know? But um, what about you, Movies. Uh, most recently, 
Oh, I, I walked right into this one. Damn it. <laughs> Let me I just pull out my list. Fuck. <laughs> no, I set you up because I asked. No, no. We'll, this will be real quick. We just watched the new John Wick movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what is that, like seven? Four. Four. Okay. It's good. I have no doubt. It's so good. Because have you seen the other ones? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, it's number one is still probably the best, as is usually the case. But this one, where it lacks in story, it makes up for in just the pure action. And because each movie is trying you know to top how they all stuff. are? Yeah, because they're all trying to top the previous one. But this one just, like, totally blows away the other ones. It's so much fun. I feel like they're going to, like, put out as many sequels as Fast and the Furious with this guy. Maybe. Maybe not. Hey, a paycheck's a paycheck. Let me just say that, the you know, the movie might end in a way that might surprise you. Mm-hmm. Do they kill him? I, well, Don't tell me. John Wick's a tough guy. He doesn't want to die. That's all I'm going to say. Doesn't mean he can't. Doesn't mean he can't. But I will say in that movie, there is an amazing Warriors reference. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like... Like, warriors come out and play it. Yeah, that movie, but it's the scene with the... Like, all right, all you boppers out there, we got a hit going out to a very special guy. And it's like telling the warriors, like, we're coming for you. Mm-hmm. You're all fucked. You need to run. They do the same thing in John Wick. But it's like, word for word, they use the word boppers. They're like, hey, <laughs> boppers. I'm like... What? It's 2023. Was there uh, somebody that worked on Warriors that was working on this? Maybe it maybe. was like an uh, Easter the same egg st- kind of a thing. Maybe it's the same studio, maybe. Is it maybe. Warner Brothers? I have no idea. If it is Warner Brothers, that would make sense. I feel like they own so many rights to so many movies sure. that the overlap is there and they can do that legally. But yeah, that was a good one. You, me, and Jack saw Cocaine Bear before yes. that. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a hell of a lot of fun. I didn't know what to expect. <clears throat> Is yeah, you did. A cocaine bear. Uh, yeah, I guess I was I was very hesitant. I was like, okay, I'm going to temper my expectations. I want this to be a lot of fun. I don't want it to be, like, really stupid. But it was just stupid enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it yeah. was good. And it was funny. I, I was laughing. Yeah. Genuinely laughing at the jokes. One thing about that movie that stood out to me is was the, um, I've never had before, the audience, audience experience. Mm. Um, we didn't know anyone else in there. The three of us knew each other, but everybody was laughing together. Everyone was laughing mm-hmm. at each other's jokes because, you know, everyone occasionally would shout something out. Or I just loved the, how the audience was all on board with the ridiculousness. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just felt awesome. It's hard to explain, I guess. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know about? what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when, like, you see the bear in the distance and someone's like, oh, shit, it's the bear. Like, <laughs> yes, you got it. You nailed it. There's the bear. That's I think, good for a laugh. Uh, at the uh, opening of the film, there we saw it at Marcus, mm-hmm. Marcus Theaters. And the owner of Marcus has this little, yes. like, skit thing he does where he's sitting in the theater and he's talking to the audience. He's like, now before the movie starts, don't forget to go get some refreshments, kind of Jimmy Stewart-like. Mm-hmm. And then his dad, who's even older and yes. more decrepit, <laughs> comes in and sits next where to am him. I? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, where were you, dad? I went out to the lobby to get some refreshment. And he's like, but you missed my whole dialogue, Dad. And he's like, that's why I went. And they kind of looked at the screen for a laugh. And I just was like, you know, like doing a fake laugh. But then other people started laughing, too. Like, I just loved that. Feeling. Everyone wanted to laugh. Yeah, he it, gave them permission to laugh. It's not like somebody was going, "Would yeah. you shut the fuck up?" I'm trying to enjoy old man's joke. It was like everybody just was there yes. in the same mindset. I, it was such a fun day. I love that. We, we have a similar thing whenever we go to see movies because we usually go to AMC theaters because mm-hmm. we have one in Easton. It's uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. I hate that one. I hate we that make one. Make movies better. 
Because yeah. here they are. Then why are you in the audience alone, bitch? Yes. And there was a, a hilarious joke at the Oscars. They were like, and I see Nicole Kidman's here in the audience. Thank God they finally released her from that AMC theater she's been locked in for the last 20 years or whatever. As if Nicole Kidman would ever set foot in a fucking AMC I theater. Oh, and she is just so fancy. I mean, we sucks. always have a chuckle when we see that, though. Because I like AMC theaters. Oh, yeah. But great. the one in Dublin... It used to be awesome, and it just got to the point of sucking so bad that we start going to Marcus. Mm. There's another AMC closer, but it kind of is starting to fall to the same. I don't know. You go in there, the soda machine's always out of half the sodas. There's never any butter for the popcorn. The floor's a fucking mess. There's popcorn <laughs> and shit everywhere. There's like a haze of burnt popcorn and butter well, in the, the air. That's the gritty movie theater experience that our generation no, is missing. no, no. <laughs> I mean, you leave the theater with that stink stuck on you. Yeah. I hate it. I you got to bring it. a jacket just as a buffer. Like, I don't want to touch the seat too much. Ugh. Like, don't lay your head against the headrest because you're going to get lice. That like, used to be our go-to. Me and, some of those. me and Brooke would always go there. Me and Jack would always go there. And the last time we went was for uh, Jackass Forever. Mm. Me and Jack went. We sat down before the movie even started. We looked at each other like, we're never fucking coming back here again. He's like, deal. <laughs> like, yeah. That's it. Like I tell you, man, if you want to spoil yourself, go to Easton. It's uh, it's nice. Everything you just said, I don't have that. That's good. There's Easton's very nice. Fancy. I like Easton. Mm-hmm. And their theaters are bigger. Their theaters are more like Marcus. But yes. Uh, now we're just Marcus was really nice. That theater we were in was nice spacious. and wide. It was tall. I, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was cramped at all. It was like had all the room in the world that I wanted. And all of their theaters are like that. It's like when you go to AMC, sometimes you'll get one that's kind of like that. Other times they're small, cramped, like back in the 90s kind of theaters. Yeah, we usually go to the the, the smaller theaters, like the dine-in theaters. Mm -hmm. It's not like the big Dolby surround sound IMAX. We're like, you know, just give us the regular screen. It's fine. But when you do that, and then you go at like an off hour, like a matinee, mm-hmm. to get a cheap ticket. Yeah. You totally miss that audience component that we had at Cocaine Bear. So, but I think it's a rare was, thing. I, mm-hmm. I don't think you can get that audience component in all movies. You know, it depends on the movie. Sometimes it does you don't depend want that. on the movie. If you're watching something that's meant to be contemplative, and you're going to think <laughs> you're about watching it. Schindler's List, and there's some uh, asshole behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no, uh, the color red. How old is it? Red. It's red. Red. <laughs> Look at. Shut up, fuckhead. Is that the same girl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think people enjoyed my presence when uh, we saw Last Jedi in the theater. Oh yeah. I was very vocal, and not in a good way. <laughs> like from the beginning. I can imagine. I can imagine you being. Vocal. I was out loud. I was being like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" And like you see the heads uh, turn. Like, all right, I'll stop. You know. But there just hit moments where that filter goes away, and I couldn't help it. No, I, I'm sure I felt all the same things you were feeling. I just didn't vocalize it. <laughs> it was our, our group. I would look at our group and I would gesture towards the screen like, are you seeing this? Yeah. Did that really just happen? And the thing that killed me with those was like, I felt like the, the dialogue. I felt like I was being talked at by a bunch of fourth graders. It was like, oh, so simple. Everything was like, hard to, it's hard to describe. It's like a quality. I know what you mean. About some movies like... You could spice it up a little bit, you know, you could yeah. have a little more feeling instead of just telling us exactly what you're thinking. Shitty movie. Shitty movie. But a lot of good movies out there, you know? Oh, yeah. All is not lost. Yeah. I'm Some excited for the next Guardians. I hope that's good. Yeah. It looks I'll, I'll like it's going to be good. It looks like it might be the last good Marvel movie we have. There's another one that's coming out we saw a trailer for called Sisu. It's like a Finnish John Wick. It's from the same 
company <laughs> that really makes got a, a type. What? It was at it was at the John Wick show, so we saw the we saw the preview and uh, from the creators of John Wick comes Juan Jick. Yeah, and he's and he's killing Nazis in Finland. Oh, well, <laughs> so. John Wick kills Nazis in Finland. It's like, there we're going to put chocolate and peanut butter go- yeah. together for this one. Oh, by the way, the turtles are there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a ticket. Yeah. I'll get a ticket. But All right, man. Anything else? Nope. Well, this has been I'm fun. Tapped. Nice maiden voyage yes. here in our new studio. Feels good. It does feel good. And I'm glad we figured out the sound problem. The headphones. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. But all right. Uh, well, with that being the case, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CanDarePod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air and CanDarePodcast.com. On there, there's a page where you can see all of our special guest interviews, uh, where you can get merchandise, a lot of it featuring artwork by Joshua Bellis. That's, That's him. That's the him right here in the flesh. More to come, he says. Yeah. I've Ooh. got like six more drafts put together in an illustrator document they just have yet to be christmas comes early how about that i'm excited to see and uh, also a link to our patreon page on there and uh don't forget evergreenpodcastnetwork.com i know this episode might be a little bit different than what people are normally expecting but you know what i'm out of my comfort element we're in like a a new space here and it's weird when you record at home something about being in like the that familiar space really helps with the comfort level Mm -hmm. and does that make sense? It's like a muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to develop that here, too. But uh, anyway, was there anything else you wanted to get off your shoulders? Uh, no, but I'll, I'll here, let me try the Jack thing, because I've heard so many episodes. The Jack thing? Yeah. I just, I love when Jack does his little uh, outro. Oh, okay, okay. And don't forget to find us on our website, and you can find links to our podcast, and like the show, love the show, watch the show, something about the show, and our, you should send us a email on our contacts page. Pretty accurate. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. I'm doing you proud, Jack. I got you. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. And I'm Josh Bellis. And we love you, Corey. Yes. We love It'll, you, Corey. Things will get better. <laughs> Be excellent to each other. are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where are you gonna go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! This has been a Candare production. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, 
toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, GenXGrownUp.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) I know, right?